0: And can you smell it, Chris? It is Super Bowl week. This is Friday, January 31st, and the final football game of the 2019-2020 season is upon us. That is, of course, the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode number 33. And we're going to break down, of course, the Super Bowl and our favorite bets from the Super Bowl. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell 713 I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. I'm sure he's quite excited to talk about his favorite day of the year, Super Bowl Sunday, and that's Chris Lewart, Where you can find him on Twitter at @lu_mandingo. Rock, Chris. Are you getting that that spread ready? Or are you getting the bean dips and the wings and the pizza? I mean, what is what? Before we even talk about football, let's talk about food. Yeah. What's man. your favorite Super Bowl dish?
1: uh so i can tell you what i don't like i am not a fan especially when you go to somebody's house or a party where it's it's one of those like there's 23 people over for the super bowl not a fan of the tortilla chip and the salsa don't like it too much You're going plate. on Yep. what about the like, buffalo
0: chicken dip that you had, that that is that's divide
1: yeah so like a dip i can go with a dip I, I mean i guess you could get a plate and load it up with a salsa but then it's a little runny. And just not like, I think you could do a better job. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Dorito, the ruffle with like the onion dip is a good idea. Um, keep it simple in your snacking department because ultimately you should be watching the game at least a little bit. And if you're spending 25 minutes going through the vegetable tray, like that's time not well spent.
0: All right. Best kept secret on Super Bowl, besides taking unders in every single player pop you can find, is go to Costco before it gets too crazy. Go there early Sunday, grab a pizza. And you're gonna be a hero and a hit at your Super Bowl party. Uh, it never fails. It's cheap. It's delicious. It's got a lot of toppings. That's that's my my number one piece of advice. If you're gonna remember anything from this podcast, is go to Costco, spend nine ninety five, and get a huge pizza.
1: Yeah, and those take and bakes are great. Yeah, they're they're like ten bucks or something. Like they don't skip They'll, on don't the pepperoni
0: too. You can get a full pizza to go.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and every time you get a Costco pizza, and some inevitably somebody will be like, "Wow, well, that's good pizza. Where'd you get this?" And you could <laughs> smile and be like, "Yeah, it's really good pizza, and I paid seven dollars for it, and it's going to feed me for a month."
0: Exactly. But another great piece of advice on Costco. I think this is like the third time we talk about Costco on this podcast. Definitely do not go later in the day. It's going to be a zoo. It's already a zoo on Sunday. And then you, you come with the fact that this is obviously, like, basically a national holiday. Yep. And then if you wait a little bit, you know, to where, the, where it's obvious that everyone's going to be going around noon or 1 o'clock or whatever, you are going to be waiting that line for a long time. So go ahead and beat the crowd. And that's what we're trying to do here, beating the crowd with some of these vets. Before we move on and talk about football, this is obviously a Los Angeles-centric podcast. And we'd be remiss if we do not at least say something about the tragedy last Sunday where Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, uh, and seven others tragically lost their lives in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. So all of our thoughts and prayers go out, of course, to the Lakers organization, Kobe, uh, and the MABA Foundation, Vanessa, Bryant, and and her three surviving uh, daughters. It's obviously super tragic. We talked about it on Sunday. uh, And it's really sad. And there's a lot of life. Uh, in front of, you know, not just Kobe, but those three girls who passed away and everyone else that's not really being overshadowed. I think the media's done a good job of mentioning everyone's names and, and bringing to light the story of John Altobelli, Altobelli, excuse me, and, and the other uh, basketball coach. I think her name is Christina Mauser. Um, so just tragic all the way around. And uh, if you've learned anything from that tragedy, it's to not take anything for granted, live every day like it's your last. Tell people in your life well, that means something to you that, that you love them. And, um, you know, obviously, we. We don't do this for a living. We do do this, you know, because it's fun. And it just kind of shows really how insignificant this all is, sports in general, and really anything in your life that doesn't have to do with making memories and having a great time and loving. So just want to say that and I'm sure, Chris, you, you can echo many of those same sentiments. You have a daughter of your own, and uh, I'm sure it's been a, a very, um, you know, sentimental week for you as well. So do you uh, do you have any thoughts on Kobe, his legacy, anything you want to say?
1: I just thought more around, uh, well, my my legacy portion of him was – I haven't seen a lot of athletes that kind of had this probably predates Michael Jordan, but I always just thought of it as the Jordan gene, which is the like, win it all costs, I'll murder everybody on this floor if I have to. Uh, and I just, there's like, I think Tom Brady has it. I think Tiger Woods has it. Um, and Kobe had it. I, I actually don't think LeBron has it. LeBron has many, many things, but I think Kobe would, would, you know, burn down a house if it meant he would win a game. Uh, and not a lot of people have that. The guy was singularly focused. Uh, and I also just as a <clears throat> interesting, I thought it was, uh, it's the first time I could remember that with the media and the news coming out that people just wouldn't believe it. Like fake news That's is shocking. Def- yeah, yeah. has been instilled in this culture and amongst my friends and texting back and forth, it, Hours had gone by and we're like, no, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. this is a this is a little crap. Like, this is the Internet. You know, Kobe's probably on a flight to the Caribbean somewhere. So, like, he doesn't know that this is going on. And uh, yeah. I just thought that was it was an interesting moment, kind of, that, that society had where there was just yeah. kind of a refusal to believe it. It's
0: definitely one of those where were you moments. You know, I was actually hiking in Brentwood, not far from where the accident took place. Uh, it was extremely foggy. So I'm not sure if that had anything to do with the unfortunate uh, of course, accident, but uh, really sad all the way around, and definitely something we're going to talk about for a long time. It's, it's you know, our generation's OJ. Really, essentially, it's probably the most tragic athlete death since maybe Roberto Clemente. I mean, Kobe yeah. was so young, not not an active player, but still very active in the sports world. You saw him at a lot of uh, NBA, WNBA, college basketball games, and and he was he was a rock star, and he he was an icon in this town, and uh, we're really going to miss him. So. That being said, let's move on and let's talk about the Super Bowl. Of course, it is the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs right now are anywhere from one to one and a half point favorites, as we talked about last episode. We do expect the Chiefs to get a bit of a bump. I do also expect the over to get a little bit of a, of a bump. And I've heard from a lot of people that they actually expected to go the other way come Sunday that the sharp money is waiting uh, to take the Niners. So if you like the Niners Saturday night, Sunday early morning might be the time to do it if you like the Chiefs maybe wait until right before kickoff so let's get right into it we're going to talk about we're going to give you about eight to nine bets each um, some of them are going to be game related some of them are going to be player prop related some of the other ones to be out uh, you know downright fun some of those ones are, are just kind of fun to have some action on the line which includes of course the national anthem which is everyone's favorite bet every single year because it's so much fun to follow along. Let's get right after it here, Chris. I'm going to give you my very first one, and that's going to be the first quarter. The San Francisco 49ers, you're paying a heavy premium. I'm taking them plus half a point at minus 150 in the first quarter. The Chiefs, Chris, everyone remembers these last two games. Of course, they got down 24-0 the divisional round to Houston. They were down 10-0 to Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. It's not just these last two games, though, Chris. Going back 18 games this season, they've been outscored by, on average, one point per game. All season, and of course, back-to-back, very, very slow starts in the eye of the high profile these two games. The Niners, on the other hand, Chris, they're number four in the entire league, plus 2.6 points per game margin. That's number four, again, in the league here. So we're getting not just a premium on the Niners here, but it actually matches up quite well here. Uh, That being said, obviously, I do think the Chiefs are going to make an emphasis to come out and have you know they've had two weeks to plan for that first drive. Andy Reid's a hell of an offensive mind, but I like it. I like it a lot here. I'm willing to pay the premium. First quarter, Niners plus a half a point at minus one fifty uh, is my best bet, and that's my number one best bet of the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? And uh, give me your best bet as well.
1: Yeah, I've been going kind of back and forth on. Uh, I just think it's such a great matchup. Um, San Francisco has a great defense. They have a great pass rush, but. Kansas city has a mobile, excellent quarterback. And I don't know that there, if you had to draft two offensive weapons in the league to work underneath in a game, you would probably take Hill and Kelsey. They're mm-hmm. just, I mean, uh, Hill is basically a human joystick and Kelsey is probably 90% of what Gronk was in his heyday. He's just too big and he's fast. And just if the ball gets up there, he's going to catch it. Um, That said, it's just – I once – and I don't know why I never did this, but I wanted to basically keep track of fading Mike Wilbon. So (laughs) for for our PTI listeners, watchers out there, uh, there was a time – he doesn't seem to do it much anymore, but uh, they'd ask for his pick in whatever game was going on that night. You know, what do you want to do this? What do you want to do that? And I I felt like there was good money to be made if you just faded Mike Wilbon. (sighs) And what I mean when I say that is I just – I've been listening and reading a lot, and it's just – it's Chiefs, 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 and Mahomes, and Mahomes, and Mahomes, and Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. It just feels like too much. It feels like – uh, the public and the media is getting too much on the Chiefs I mean, for good reason. The guys are excellent, but it's they're it's the sexier
0: like, team with yeah. the sexier quarterback. But people forget the Niners have been absolutely dominant this postseason.
1: Yes, the Niners are really, really good. And to kind of tail off you, uh, my first quarter bet is I'm going under 10 and a half at minus 110 because I think I, you know, looking, we said this uh, in our last, our last podcast is LaFleur had that thousand. Thousand yard stare. The Lovey Smith stare was completely lost. Kyle Shanahan in the NFC Championship had like the eye of the tiger, like dialed the steam, in. yes, completely Absolutely. dialed in. Um, and I think I think he's I think he's going to be up to the task. I think uh, I think it's going to take the Chiefs a quarter, maybe even a half, to kind of get get their feet set because uh, I think Shanahan's going to be ready, and I do think Reed is is probably the most gifted play caller on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but I feel like Shanahan is is going to grind this out on them. He's going to pull little Tennessee Titans on them, but, you know, is going to also unleash the dragon. I think you're going to see Garoppolo, if you can find a prop, I haven't seen it yet, but if you can find, a like, a deep pass prop for Garoppolo, uh, I would really like that, especially if you find it at plus odds, which I think you would.
0: So you like first quarter under 10 and a half. I like Niners first quarter plus a half. I think that all, both these also coordinate with Chiefs first quarter under six points. Obviously, if they score a touchdown on the first drive, you're done. <laughs> uh, they've been slow, and look, this is not a typical in the Super Bowl to come out with nerves. Very few of these players. I can I can only think of a couple of them that have actually played in a Super Bowl before. Uh, it is a spectacle. I mean, these players have obviously played in high profile games as recently as two weeks ago, but the Super Bowl is a lot different. They've been there since you know Monday or whatever. You know, three hundred fifty million viewers na- uh, worldwide. Uh, it, it, it's, it's something that you're, you're going to see nerves from more than a few players. I think it's not going to be uncommon to see a slow start. So we both like the first quarter to kind of uh, struggle and, and, and kind of get to a slow start, and, and that's correlated with both of our best bets. Now, I like it for the game outright total here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and I said it in the last episode here. I really like the Niners a lot in this game. I think the best defense usually wins. The best line play usually wins. I don't think there's a substantial crowd advantage. I don't think there's a substantial coaching advantage. I do think we're seeing the the Chiefs get this little bit of a bump just because the public wants to see them win. You've got the feel-good sentimental side with Andy Reid. You've got the the future star of the league and Patrick Mahomes. You've got the sexy offense versus the grinded-out offense. I think these two teams are basically dead even, and you're getting free money on the Niners. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners plus 7.5 on a teaser. Get us past the 7 there. And I like the over, 48. Usually I like the under here, but uh, I, I don't know if I want to take that. Both these teams can score, and I would not be surprised to see a game in the 30s. I do think we're going to see this get to the mid to high 20s for both teams. So I like... Niners, plus seven and a half. I feel very good about that. I'm going to take the over 48 in the game total teaser. I also like the Niners at plus one or plus one and a half. I think that might go to two or even two and a half. Uh, And then, of course, I can take the money line at plus one and a half. 105, excuse me, as well. So I like the Niners here. These are my kind of full game totals and and, and bets. And uh, what do you have to say about that, Chris?
1: Yeah, I think you said it kind of right, at the jump was – you're, you think that the sharp money is going to wait to get on the Niners, and I think you're right. So if you are a Chiefs believer, I would get your bet in probably Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon, because I think come Sunday morning, that price is going to be um, going the wrong direction for you. Um, I also like the 49ers money line. Stag Capital has a significant position on the 49ers to win the game outright. Ooh, let's go, it, baby. I mean, you said it. Uh, I So I – I, having played football, no. Um, (laughs) Football is so much determined by line play and it's ignored and it's not talked about. It's the entire reason the New York Giants beat a dominant Patriots team. It's because the New York Giants' defensive line was ridiculous and the Pats couldn't do anything about it.
0: You know who else's Uh, defensive line is ridiculous? Potentially the best we've seen in five years. Is this yep. San Francisco 49er defense?
1: And that's I just think and and you know the Chiefs' offensive line isn't bad. They know what they have to yeah. do. They just you know give Patrick Mahomes four and a half seconds, and and you know miracles happen, right? But the Niners are really really good at defense, uh, and I think they're going to figure out new and interesting ways to get pressure, and they're going to try at the front four. If they can get it from the front four, forget about mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. If Mahomes is running for his life and turning. Uh, that's one of those things that I think the Niners can do well because they get upfield so quick. You make a quarterback, even if he's mobile, turn, uh, it just it, it wreaks havoc for him. So, yeah, full game bet, 49ers money line. Uh, I would get on that now, like I said, because I think it's going to go in the wrong direction once uh, some more sharp money starts coming in.
0: Certainly. All right, sticking with that, it sounds like we're going to be in agreement at a lot of these here. I really like Patrick Mahomes under 308.5 passing yards. Yes, Patrick Mahomes can sling it. He's got the weapons, as you mentioned, and not just Kelsey, not just Tyree Kill. He's got speedsters in Demarcus Robinson. He's got a speedster in Nicole Hardman. He's got a great catching running back in Damian Williams. He's got obviously Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds we've ever seen in the NFL. That being said, 308 and a half is a lot. The San Francisco 49ers only allowed 191 passing yards per game this season, so you're giving basically an extra 120, 110. Extra passing yards to Mahomes. Yes, he is the best quarterback that they face all season. Uh, but that was the lowest total in the NFL. There were just three quarterbacks, Chris, that threw for over 241 total yards against them during the regular season. And, of course, obviously in the postseason. Let's take away Aaron Rodgers' garbage time. They have been dominant so far this postseason. And they were dominant all season as well. Patrick Mahomes has thrown for just 300-plus yards in just two of his last eight games. So this Chiefs team has been scoring off, scoring very often and quickly without him throwing for 300 yards. This is strictly a bet where this is a blind bet by the public. They want action on the overs from Holmes. It's not just the passing yards here. I'm singling out the passing yards. I think that one has the best chance of hitting. But it's the touchdowns. It's the attempts. It's the completions. It's the rushing yards. The last time we saw a pass from Holmes, he was leading this offense to, you know, touchdowns in virtually every single drive. The standard, you know, casual football fan, who hasn't watched a lot of football, that doesn't know a lot about betting, is taking the overs for Patrick Mahomes because guess what? That's what's going to be the most fun for that particular player. So this goes for really a lot of these totals. You can get a lot of value-taking unders. Yep. The game total, the team totals, those are going to obviously balance out. Those are going to be hit by the sharps. But these totals here are going to be inflated by the public. There's no more public game of the entire season, no more public betting events of the entire year than the Super Bowl. You can get a lot of value just taking unders across the board. And if you just take them across the board, you don't even have to worry about it. OK, Tyreek Hill gets a 50-yard bomb, and, and that over is going to hit. Guess what? You have unders and all the other guys. That's right. Probably two or three or four of those are going to hit as well. So don't be afraid to just fade an entire offense. And it, it's not like we don't like this Chiefs offense. It's that we think they're inflated. That's and again, right. Overvalued. as a huge Stag Capital mentioned, we're, all, all we want to do is fade the public, and we want to get value. I think this Mahomes one has about 10 to 15 yards of inflation. And all we're doing is taking that back and trying to find value and trying to hit as many of them as we can. So I'm taking it. Patrick Mahomes is under 308.5 passing yards. What have you say about that?
1: I think it's probably good. And I think uh, I actually think they're going to I was looking at a, a comparison prop, but I couldn't find anything to compare it off of. Funny enough, but comparison props, meaning. Um, you know, is it is it going to be so? What I'm looking at now, the total number of 49ers to have a rush attempt. So, how many players are going to have a rush attempt on the 49ers? Well, if you think about maybe an end round play, that's one. If you think about Garoppolo at some point doing a QB sneak or just rushing, that's two.
0: Um, the three running backs and Tevin Coleman's going to play, so you so out and te- te- and guys. So and Tevin Coleman,
1: Tevin Coleman's going to play. You know, he's going to get probably one or three or four or five carries. Okay, so that's three. And I just, and that's, you know, I'm looking at that right now. It's plus 110. Like, okay, why not? I, th- I could see five different players getting at least one rush attempt. You get one I wow,
0: could certainly get yeah. a,
1: a cheap carry too in a short yardage situation. Like, yeah, something something cute with a kittle, so an end around, one of those. Uh, so I, I really like that bet um, a lot, especially when you're getting plus odds on it. Um, if we've been going a little 49er heavy, we I do have a bet down. For the Chiefs in the first half, plus 103 at minus a half point, and that's just that's really a action of we have at Stag we have so much 49er going on that we saw a little bit of value. A hedge, yeah, it's a little hedge, and I could absolutely see the 49ers jumping out maybe seven three, and the second quarter, uh, you know, Mahomes figuring out a little bit, maybe getting a touchdown or a field goal before the half, and and you know squeaking by going up with a three point lead. Um, she the half,
0: exploding in the second quarter. Second Their quarter. total in the second quarter is only nine points. Yeah. So as much as I like fading the Chiefs in the first quarter, I think that over nine is a, is a really sexy bet uh, for that second quarter. I'm going to stick with kind of fading this, this Chiefs offense uh, on, the, on the player prop side, at least. And I'm going to take Tyree Kill under 75 and a half reception yards for the game. San Francisco's secondary has given up the second fewest total of 40-yard passes in the league. They've given up the fewest amount of 20-yard passes in the league. They play zone defense 75% of the time. The Chiefs actually have a lot, had a lot of success against zone defense this season. They haven't played anyone as talented as this front seven of the Niners. And guess what? That, that secondary for the Niners, it's, much has been made about the speed of them. You know, Richard Sermon was a four-six guy, and all these guys are four-four, four-five four, guys, and you have obviously two four, three guys on the Chiefs and Nicole Hardman and Tyreek Hill. But I just think they're gonna give a lot of attention to Tyree Kill. They're gonna have Sherman on him. They're gonna have help over the top. And let's not forget that this I think this pass rush is gonna to get to Mahomes, and he's just not gonna have time to find Tyree uh, Tyreek Hill down the field that much. So I like it a lot here. Under 75 and a half reception yards for Tyree Kill. I've seen 73 and a half, seventy-two and a half. So you're even getting a couple of extra yards here for Cushion. I think Tyreek's gonna need double digit targets to reach that total, Chris. And I don't think he's gonna get there. So I'm taking it. Under seventy-five and a half total reception yards for Tyreek
1: Hill. Yeah, I I'd actually I haven't gotten to the exact player props yet, but I can I can bet you that because I think we've had it that every game is Tyreek Hill under receptions. Uh, we'll see if the books adjust and drop those because they've been high. They've been like five and a half, uh, which has been has been too many. Um, so I do like that bet. Uh, a couple other props i will rattle off: over four and a half sacks in the game, minus I like that one too. Yeah, have minus one. Add that in the list. Yep. Minus 125. It's, you know, so you a little must price like Niners over two and a half sacks then as a team. That's right. I would probably take them both if the price was right. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely think we're going to see some sacks here. And it's not, you know, not guys getting blindsided or anything, but a Mahomes tripped up, you know, a, Gar- a Garoppolo getting caught amongst his O-linemen and falling down like that sort of thing. But those but add up. have a good
0: pass rush as well. So to only have five, you know, total, I think, is, is is a doable number.
1: Yep. So we'll get that. Uh, f- more 49ers action. 49ers to score first at plus 105. I really like that bet. I wish the odds. I was salivating thinking about it and I was a little sad that it wasn't like plus 115. But mm. it is what it is. Uh, and then what I really enjoy, field goal props. Um,
0: yeah, those are fun.
1: <laughs> longest field goal under 47 half. Uh, minus 120, a little bit more of a price than I wanted to pay. But uh, I think these teams are going for touchdowns. Um, I just don't see a lot of long field goals. And the climate's nice, but they are outdoors, so you might have a little bit of a win. So I don't think guys are going to be bombing, you know, those 55-yard field goals that you can kick in a dome necessarily.
0: I I completely agree with you there. Um, This is going to be an outdoor game. And I think a lot of those kind of in-between field goal attempts that would be longer – are going to elicit fourth down attempts. I think both these coaches are aggressive. If it's fourth and five from the 35-yard line, I think they're going to go for it. So we may not even see an attempt over that total. So I think you're getting a little bit of value there as well. I'm going to continue talking about my favorite bets. But first, let's talk about our sponsor. And if you enjoy football and you have a heartbeat, which is pretty much everyone I've ever met in my life, give or take a couple hundred, (laughs) then you know (laughs) what's coming. And on Sunday, it is the Super Bowl Do you want to make a bet on it? Of course you do. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Head over to mybookie.ag to make those predictions a reality. That's what we're going to be doing. Whether you're choosing to make a bet on the Niners, on the Chiefs, or a side bet with a friend, player props, fun game props, mybookie is going to offer you the most up-to-date odds and a site that makes extra casts easy and fast. You can even visit mybookie.ag/slash-party to access a printable prop sheet for the big game. Those are a lot of fun. You're looking for things to do with people that do not necessarily know betting, know football that well. Those are really, really fun to do because it gets everyone in the action. If football's not your jam, obviously my bookie has other things you can bet on, but go ahead and do yourself a favor. Bet on the Super Bowl. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you join right now, free money alerts my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, You'll get an extra $1K in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate this offer. Once again, that promo code is BLV for Believe to get your extra cash from my bookie. Have a great time on Sunday. Play, win, and get paid. And that's what we're trying to do here, Chris, as you can imagine. I'm moving on. I'm talking about my next player prop here, and that's going to be Debo Samuel over. Not reception totals, not receptions, but Rush Yards. 15 and a half total rush yards for Debo Samuel. Tevin Coleman's going to play, of course. The Niners, as you mentioned, have a lot of guys capable of carrying the rock. However, I do think Debo Samuel is going to hit this total, and here's why. He's reached 20 yards, Chris, in five of seven of his last seven games, including 43 total rush yards, along with 32 in his last game against the Packers late in the season. They were giving him the rock. This is something they like to do, and Debo Samuel is extraordinarily fast. I do expect him to hit this on just one carry, and I think he'll get two. So I'm going to go ahead and take this over 15 and a half total rush yards for Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers, and that is one of my favorite props of the game. Let's move on. Let's talk about your next one.
1: So I'm looking. I was trying to get some Chiefs stuff because we've been very Niner heavy. Here's one I like. The first touchdown that the Chiefs score, so they have to score a touchdown, which I, I think they probably I think they will. will. Yeah.
0: Despite this defense being legendary, they're going to (laughs)
1: score. So it's, I'm seeing minus 215 for a passing touchdown. So that means anybody throwing the ball to anybody else for a touchdown, minus 215. Any other way, return, run, whatever, whatever touchdown, defensive, any other touchdown, plus 181. Do I think it's likely it's a passing touchdown? Yes, I think it's very likely. But at plus 181, this gets back to your just, if if you went down every prop and put 50 bucks on every under, I think you'd probably be, you'd be getting great value and you'd probably feel pretty good about it. And this is one of those situations, just at plus 181, I'll gladly throw some money down on that and and watch and pray and hope for, for a punt return or a defensive score or, or just a rushing touchdown. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Bob's your uncle. You're, you're cashed in heavy. <laughs> your uncle.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. We already talked about this one. I
0: really like total sacks over four and a half in the game. Uh, I'm actually getting a much more expensive. So if you can get that total, I think you said a one minus 125. That is a terrific price. I really like Niner over Niners over two and a half sacks as well. I'm gonna move on. I'm going to keep fading unders here. this one's actually fading a Niners player, and that's Tevin Coleman. Look, this guy was doubtful to play. Props to Tevin Coleman. He practiced in the fall. He is going to suit up. He is going to play on Sunday. That is tremendous toughness. However, they're still pricing him as if he's a true part-time player. I don't think he will be. I'm seeing 32 and a half rushing yards in the longest rush at 12 and a half. You mentioned him earlier. We don't expect him to get more than four or five total carries. So if you extrapolate then. that to his you know season average, which is I don't know offhand, but probably four and a half yards or so. He is not going to get the 33 yards, and I don't think he's going to have a 13-yard rush or longer. So go ahead and just fade Tevin Coleman altogether. The Niners have plenty of players capable of carrying the rock. So I'm fading Tevin Coleman here and taking his unders. I have a couple more good ones here, but I'm going to let you
1: finish it off here, Chris. Okay, I got one more, and I love the guy, but it's a George Kittle under prop. So total receiving yards I'm seeing right now is 73-half. That's minus 126 on the over and plus 108 on the under. You could probably guess I'm going to say the under. Uh, Why do I think that? I don't think the Niners necessarily want to throw the ball unless they have to. And I think the times they're going to, they're going to be hawking it deep, setting up some play action because they're going to be rushing it to over five guys, as we said. Uh, And Kittle doesn't need to, as we saw in the NFC. Well, I guess nobody had to do anything in that game because the 49ers were killing everybody. But Kittle was a little banged up. And you saw him still make an impact on the game because he's a tremendous blocker. He doesn't have to be out there catching balls like Kelsey. He can make an impact on the game, you know, smashing edge rushers and getting downfield and, and burying cornerbacks. I really like under 73 half, George Kittle receiving yards, plus 108. All right, so we continue taking the unders. I think
0: we had, what, a total of about eight unders in the player box? Yeah, I, 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 I did take one over. I took the yeah. Debo Samuel over rush yards, so we're not hating – a lot of these overs are going to hit, but the majority of these unders will hit. That's really what we're saying here: is, is just reel in that value, baby. Just take unders. Nope. Don't even think about. It. Don't don't keep a spreadsheet. Don't do anything like that. At least at least not live. Enjoy the game, but just know that these are inflated. That the public likes taking overs, specifically likes taking overs for a sexy offense like the Kansas City Chiefs. I have two more here. We're going to wrap it up with these two. I like under two and a half players to attempt a pass. I'm seeing it at minus. 145. Everyone remembers, obviously, the famous pass to Carson Wentz for a touchdown. This does happen from time to time, but if you had taken this bet 10 times, the last 10 Super Bowls, Chris, you would have cashed seven times, only three times, believe it or not, did more than just the two quarterbacks' attempted pass. And the, the, the lineage, the, the thinking here is that, you know, this is the Super Bowl. These coaches are going to empty their playbooks, but both these offenses are good. They don't need to rely upon trick plays. And, and so maybe we'll see one if the circumstances dictate it. But I don't think it's a, a sure, a foregone conclusion here. And well, Kansas City only had one non-quarterback to throw a pass in 18 games this season. The Niners only had two non-quarterbacks. So those, you know, granted, obviously those games were the Super Bowl. But these offenses can get it done just fine. They don't need trick plays here. And go with the history here: 70% cash percentage over the last decade of Super Bowls. So under two and a half total players to attempt a pass. And then finally, i want to finish it off with my favorite bet every year, and that's the National Anthem. I think you have a thought on this one, Chris, as well. Usually, I like taking overs. And not only is it fun, but you know, if you're a singer, you're singing the National Anthem, you want the spotlight for as long as you can. You're going to hold these long notes for as long as you can. Obviously, yep. last year, we had uh, you know, a lot of controversy, which, which was really interesting and made me extraordinarily nervous. But it's interesting. This one opened, I think, at uh, about two minutes flat, 2-3, two, two, and then went up to 2-5. It has since dropped down to about 153 on certain books. I'm seeing still a, a two, uh, 123 total uh, seconds, 123 and a half. So that's two minutes, three seconds, and a half second at minus 180. So the juice is starting to come back under, which means someone has information out there, Chris. They saw a rehearsal. They know Demi Lovato, whomever it may be, that thinks that she's going to fly through this. Or maybe she did fly through it in the rehearsal. Obviously, the rehearsal is going to be different. There's going to be a lot more nerves when she's actually doing it in real life. And there's a lot of history with Demi Lovato doing this. She's done multiple world series games. She did another football game recently, but I'm taking the under here and I'm probably not going to watch it because it's going to be too nerve (laughs) wracking because you know, the first half goes through in like 30, 40 seconds. And then the last, you know, two Santas take about a minute. And that's not a bet. That's going to be a lot of fun to take the under, but the the lines here, the money is taking you. It's telling you to take the under here. You're paying a premium at minus 180, but I'm seeing other books as I mentioned with a full 10 seconds less. So go ahead, do yourself a favor, take the under, and go get a drink during the national anthem. You don't have to watch it.
1: Or two drinks if it goes over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably more than two drinks if it goes over. Yeah. I had a lot riding. That was probably my biggest bet last year with uh, <laughs> the, the
1: national anthem, huh?
0: On <laughs> the national anthem. So once I hit that, I was like, okay, great. I got about half my bankroll back, <laughs> and we can figure this out. Uh, what are your thoughts on the National Anthem? I know you have a strong opinion on this one.
1: Yeah, so we finally get to dis- disagree on something. Uh, I'm going to take the over, and it's it's a little bit – it's mostly because I saw it at plus 260, and I said, uh, wow, that's a lot. And I'm a big believer in just – so the way the books set these things, right, is they watch her sing five World Series games. And when she was in high school or whatever, and they time her and they time her, and that's how they get it. I think the Super Bowl is different. I think rehearsal means absolutely nothing because they're just getting through the paces. They're going to see where they stand. They're going to tell them there's going to be a light in their face and a microphone here and this, that, and the other thing. And once the once the curtain comes up and they go, they just – I mean, they lay it out there, I think. I, everything is a, is an extra second and a half this and a second and a half that, and then you're – home of the brave is every single last ounce long, they have right and, that's true but yeah they, if you're nervous
0: they, i mean when you're nervous let me ask you this at least for me i i talk much faster i think that's pretty standard oh so yeah. i don't necessarily know if being nervous means you're slower i think if anything that might mean you're a little bit faster
1: oh right i, th- I think if you and i don't think she's gonna be nervous i don't uh, i mean she's she's, she's, a she's yeah she's uh she's a star she's she's done you know World Series games, I don't think it's going to be a big deal, but it's... I mean, this is... We're, we're splitting hairs here. Neither of us have a, have a clue what's going to happen. Right. It's just... We just want some action on it because yeah. it's, it's really fun. Yeah, This is the <laughs> fun stuff. Real. This All is right, the fun well, stuff to argue about. We
0: agreed on a lot of things. We both like the Niners total in the game. We both like the Niners defensive pass rush to get after passer from Mahomes. We both like a lot of totals on the unders for player props, so... If, if it's a, a low-scoring game with the Niners winning and a lot of people not hitting those player props, it'll be a very successful day for Sam. It'll be a very successful day for Chris. It'll be a very successful day for Stat Capital. That's what it's all about. Any final thoughts? This is the final football game, believe it or not, of this season, and we hope you guys have enjoyed our picks, our banter. We tried to have a lot of fun with this, and we're not going anywhere. This is a year-long podcast. Obviously, betting doesn't go anywhere, but it definitely slows down a little bit after football season. Any final thoughts on on this season, on this game, on this life?
1: Yeah, so I got to tell a story and I'll try and keep it keep it quick, but it's it ties in with Charger legend Dan Fouts. And I heard this from a primary source that was at the event when it happened. So, everybody knows Dan Fouts. I think mostly everybody know knows who Dick Stockton is, right? Dick Stockton is like the third tier NFL Fox guy. Um, who will fill it on games, kind of. He'll do a, a bad Bears game every here and there. So this is, I think, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And it just so happens that this person went to the same high school as Dan Fouts, which I believe is St. Ignatius up in San Francisco. So there's a fundraiser, and, uh, you know, the clergy's there, and the football coaches are there, and the guys are there, and family and friends are there, and everybody's there. And, and you know, the, the man of honor is, is Dan Fouts. And so I think there was probably a couple of three beverages and everybody was hanging out. And so Dan gets up there and and starts talking to the kids and, you know, giving the life story and work hard and do this, that and the other thing. And he's been up there for about five minutes and complete non sequitur out of the blue, you know, talking about working hard in football. And he says another thing. We have a saying in the business, the business being, you know, broadcasting, as he's been broadcasting for a while now. Big shout out to him and the Iron Eagle, who are probably my favorite tandem uh, at this point. But Dan says we have a saying in the business. He says, Dick Stockton before Stockton dicks you. (laughs) And then proceeds to go right back into working hard and getting good grades. Uh, So it makes (laughs) that joke out of
0: context would be really, really uncomfortable.
1: It just completely out of the blue. My friend said everybody was looking around and said, what just happened? What, what, Dick Stockton before Stockton dicks you. Um, anyway, had to tell that story. Uh, big fan of Dan Fouts and obviously away from the away from the microphone, also a hilarious and funny guy to to throw that into the middle of his speech, maybe on a bet. Um, but enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. It's too bad Dan Fouts and Iron Eagle aren't doing the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're just going to have to put up with Joe Buck.
0: Yeah, you know Joe Buck's a, a bit. He got so overrated that I think now he's a little underrated. Believe it or not, those, those things tend to be, tend to happen in sports. So, all right, guys. Well, final episode of this football season. This was believe in betting LA episode thirty three. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. I hope we've had a great season. Hope you had a lot of fun listening to us for the Believe Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for Chris Lord. I'm Sam Maxwell.